A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Sheffield Live. Good afternoon and welcome to The Squeak. My name's Luke Crofts. I'm James Hargreaves. And uh, you've... You've had about five minutes <laughs> to mess about, and now he decides to plug a, a new pair of headphones in with about 15 seconds left. It's all gone wrong, Luke. Yes, I know. We've, had, we've been here since quarter to two. I can't get the old plug out, and it's not working. Just talk amongst yourself, business. Yeah, carry on. Anyway, um, I hope you're all well out there. It's Mother's Day today, of course, so happy Mother's Day to all the mothers uh, and mothers to be, uh, of happy course. Happy Mum's Day, Mum. Yeah. Um, have you done anything for Mother's Day? Uh, no, I sent her a message this morning. Oh, right, that's nice. Yeah. Well, uh, me and uh, me and my brother took me mum out, I and mean, my nephew actually took me mum out for some uh, for some lunch yesterday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've just gone through all that, and it's not working. Not working anyway. <laughs> well, you know, why, why would you want to hear yourself anyway? Yeah, it does help actually. You should, so, you should, really, you should have done it fifteen minutes ago. But anyway, um, yeah, we went to. Uh, how you asked, where did you go, Luke? Well, we went to yes. um, uh, Mears Mears Brook Inn at Musbury. All right, it was very nice, actually, lovely. I had a I had a fish finger sandwich. Uh, oh, you can't beat a fish finger sandwich. It was lovely, very good. Did you have any sauce on it? Tartar. Oh, you got to have tartar and ketchup. That, no, that's the uh, no, that's the winning combination with a fish finger sandwich. I didn't have any ketchup. Uh, it was lovely though. I have to say, I'd definitely recommend going. It was it was very very nice. And then uh, we've all been up uh, this morning to my mum's and had a cup of tea. Raided the biscuit jar. She only had rich teas in though. Oh, they're the most boring of biscuits for me. I know. I mean, they were. I mean, they were. They were fine as biscuits go, but I'd have liked a hobnob. Oh, or... chocolate hobnobs. Mm, yeah, yeah. About about the best biscuit a man can get. Chocolate hobnob. I, I'm surprised you're not against the whole Mother's Day thing because it's just—is it just not another day for cards and flowers? It's just commercialised nonsense again, isn't it? Yeah, it's, that, an, it's an American thing. thing, isn't it? Is it? I, I don't know where it comes from. Well, interestingly, America uh, celebrates Mothering Sunday in May, and we do it in March. All right, bit weird. Why don't is that? Don't know. Don't know. Maybe I should have had a look into it before saying it. I don't know. Mm. I don't know why they do. Oh well. What other silly days can we come up with? Uh, they do pets days now, don't they? Like dog day or cat day or something. Well, my me, me nephew, uh, he's, his school's doing World Book Day next week. Oh, yeah. A lot of the schools are doing it. I, they never did anything when I was at school. No, they, not, they, for, not for that. But I've seen kids doing it, and they have to dress up as their favourite like, character. character. Out of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that would have been quite cool, but it must be a relatively new thing. Yeah, I, so. I did see a photo on uh, Facebook the other day of... I can't remember who posted it, but... One kid holding uh, a toaster and another kid holding an air, air <laughs> yeah. dryer. Yeah, I saw uh, that. And uh, apparently they were going to World Book Day as pages 277 and 278 of the Argos catalogue. <laughs> yeah, because the parents had <laughs> forgotten to make something. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Obviously um, a bit of a joke, but quite funny, I thought, anyway. Yeah. So what's been in the news this week then, James? Um, it's, been, it's, been, it's been quite a funny one, actually. Now, I know um, 
we like us food, don't we? I'm quite hungry, actually. Not, I, I didn't make any breakfast this morning, and then we got nothing at my mum's. So I'm really hungry. So this is probably going to make me even hungrier. But there's a there's a story this week that I, th- I thought was quite funny. Yeah. Obviously, Subway are, are the famous food chain. Yep. Now, um, now vast in in the UK from when they when they come across from uh, America, um, they do the famous foot long sandwiches, don't they? Indeed. Uh, you can get a foot long or a or a six inch sub. Um, but somebody is actually. Uh, taking them to to court um, because one diner found that the foot long was actually only eleven inches long and not twelve inches, so making it a foot long. It is robbery. That extra inch makes all the difference. <laughs> <laughs> also, some women have told me in the past. Oh dear! Oh dear! Do you know? I did. I, I genuinely didn't think that this would degenerate uh, into anything rude like that but look there's a picture of it um benefit of the radio <laughs> the subway of course not to anything else yep. so he's measured it and it does indeed only just actually come to 11 inches mm. so um the chain will need to carry out compliance checks with all the franchise owners because obviously they're a franchise so the, the bread is yes sort yeah. of sent in and baked on the premises so crazy but but you know but did, didn't he uh, i think i read this the other day and one of the main people who started the action in america had worked out that Subway, over the course of, like, three years, had robbed him of $117 or something. Well, do you know... He uh, must eat a a lot of Subway. Well, I've got some... Yeah, probably. Well, you know, people in America are known for for enjoying the fast food um, outlets. The court has actually um, ordered Subway to pay $520,000. Yes. Which is equivalent to about three hundred and seventy grand in legal fees and uh, three hundred and fifty-eight pounds worth of damages in each of the ten people that have joined the, the action suit. So it's actually cost them quite a bit of money. I mean, what do you think? Uh, technically, you know, it's not a foot long, is it? It's not, and it's it's, um, it's advertised as a foot long. Yeah. So and also, you're six inch when you get the half half size ones. The six inches ones and uh, hardly ever six inches either. They're eking that little bit of money out of you. Hmm. Yeah. And and. You know me and my food. I like my food, so that, I do. That extra inch, half inch, you know, makes all the difference to my tummy. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Marvelous. Okay, yeah, I just thought that was a funny one. It is. Although the other day, um, my other half said that she fancied a McDonald's. Oh, do you know? I thought she was telling me last night. She said yeah. it was amazing. Go on, tell the she listeners. Said, though. Said she fancied a McDonald's and. Uh, I wasn't going out to get a McDonald's, but I had all the ingredients at home. Or most of them, I got her to bring some ingredients. But I made our own uh, McDonald's at home. And it's so easy. Do you know, I I, um, I may have mentioned that I used to watch Rich and Judy. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you you know, subscribe to the book club. No, I haven't. I don't, I don't do that. Um, but they'd got a guy on, an American guy. And he'd mastered um, recreating all these different things. And one of his specialities was the... Um, <coughs> the Big Mac, yeah, uh, and he he got it right down to the sauce and mm. and, and the uh, the the cut of the beef and everything. Yeah. So how do you do it? Is it easy? It's so easy. All you need is uh, beef mince, and you just make your patties out of beef mince. That don't add anything else in. Just flatten flatten it down to like a patty shape. Uh, the Big Mac sauce is just garlic powder, um, onion powder, paprika. Uh, mayonnaise oh, and a that, bit of mustard. Is that how they get it? The orange colour then? Yeah, the paprika. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it comes out that salmony pink colour. Uh, and then you just need lettuce and Tomatoes. diced onion. 
Mm. You don't even need tomatoes because Big Macs don't have tomatoes. Oh, don't but, they? But I put tomato on ours. Oh, well, null and void. <laughs> no, Ray, to be so fair, Ray easy. said it was fantastic, so. So, so easy and, and cheaper than getting McDonald's. Oh, I had a great day for food yesterday. Yesterday was great. We had a full, full, full English breakfast, home cooked. Yeah. And then with all like black pudding and everything. Great. Oh, I love black pudding. Nice bread for the toast. And then, uh, and then obviously went out for for lunch with my mom and my brother and then and my nephew. And then we had a Chinese takeaway last night, so it was great. I had great Chinese last night. Yeah. Well, I I only had Chinese because Ray said I'm getting Chinese. <laughs> she went and you had your love box. Yes. Got a love box from Yum Yum. A Yum Yum love box. <laughs> Ray said, oh, I'm, I'm going to get a love box on the way home. And uh, Faith's mum, <laughs> you should have seen her face. Oh, breaking news, and it's boring. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we were just telling Paul that she'd had a love box, and uh, Paul thought it was quite funny as well. So, yeah, it's just how they brand their all-in-one box at yeah. this Chinese in Hillsborough. And it's a Chinese with no Chinese people in it as well. It's yeah, like, well... It's entirely run, <laughs> and all your food's cooked by uh, students. Well, do you know, I but mean... It's really nice. I was saying, I was saying earlier, I do quite enjoy the... Uh, Communication problems you sometimes get when you phone the Chinese through. Because I was with, I was, I was round at Faith on Wednesday and we had a Chinese, and I phoned up, and uh, she answered the phone speaking in Mandarin to somebody else, and then she went, "Oh, one second, thank you," and then just carried on in Chinese with this guy that, or, or woman, or it must have been a delivery driver. Don't you whatever. wish you could you could speak the language so you could hear what she was saying? Yeah, it'd have been interesting. It sounds really like. You know, quite forceful. I'm sure it was just a normal conversation. Yeah. But I was on. I was. She. She just like left me hanging, literally, for about a good minute, yeah. and then came back and I went, "Okay, thank you. What do you want?" <laughs> it was really bizarre. It was funny. <sighs> so yeah, I got the Chinese. It was very nice. So yeah. Anyway, what have we got first lined up on the musical front, James? We have some music that's been sent in, and anybody can send in uh, the music. All they need to do is get in touch at the squeak. The squeak. T-H-E-S-Q-W-E-E-K on Twitter or slash the squeak on Facebook and uh, we'll give you the link to upload your music it's dead easy and what's this first one? this one is a band called The Boy From Space that you can hear in the background Zombie Glockenspiel uh, this one's a London band and this song is called I Don't Know What To Do <laughs> oh marvellous this is the squeak on 93.2 FM get in touch on the Twitter So oh. 
That's the boy from space. Uh, apparently, that track has been produced by the same guy that produced Gorillas and the Dandy Warhols and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that had a bit of an eighties feel to it. I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, a bit, bit more of a jolly upbeat kind of thing. You love a jolly song, you don't you? I do. We, we've got uh, the next song, which we'll uh, come to in a short while. Mm. That's uh, very summer beach vibes, mm. uh, which is perfect for this day when it's snowing. Yeah, beautiful day in Sheffield today. Apparently it's snowing in the S6 postcode. <laughs> this is a Sheffield forum on the radio. Don't know. <laughs> We've got Texas flooded in. Uh, it's snowing in S6, yeah. Mm. So. So. Another one in the news this week. Um, a bit a bit of a worrying one from, from where I'm sitting. Um, driverless lorries. Yes. There to be trialled in the UK. Chancellor Osborne, Chancellor Osborne, Chancellor George Osborne is expected to confirm um, when he does his budget that they're going to be trialling driverless lorries. Wow. Um, I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, driverless cars is one thing, but a big, you know... Driverless is the future, isn't it? And I think to get... For, for driverless to properly work, I think that everything has to be driverless. And then car manufacturers can build sensors into the cars that the robots in the cars, the computers, can pick up and avoid crashes. Well, yeah, obviously the, the safety aspect is is the key thing, isn't it? But yeah. while there's humans still on the road... Yeah, well, um, a, a Google car crashed just the other week, didn't it? Mm, into a yeah. driven car. Exactly. And Google have, have taken responsibility for that as well. Well, I mean, I know Top Gear is not exactly the most informed uh, car programme, but when uh, Clarkson and May and Hammond were still doing it, they um, Clarkson had got a car that had supposedly got the um, the braking function. That oh yeah, it, it saw it, it saw the, the obstacle and stopped itself. 
but if you're not driving directly at it and you veer off at the last minute, it doesn't work. So you end up yeah. crashing in something, obviously on purpose, but yeah, yeah. just just highlighting the fact that it's not perfect. But then that was like four or five years ago, and technology's moved on since then. Like True. All, all the big companies are looking into it. You've got Google, you've got Apple, even Facebook are apparently looking into it and researching it. So, Well... A bit more detail for you. Apparently, the the trials are going to take place on the M6 later this year, but the vehicles are going to be in convoy, headed by a driver um, in the leading lorry. All right. Uh, so they'll they'll do it on a quiet stretch of the of the motorway. It'd be ironic if he's the one that crashes, wouldn't it? Yeah, but that's the thing. That, that's exactly what can happen. So yeah, it is the future. I mean, I see. Um, Oh, another text has flooded in. <laughs> um, apparently, it's not snowing in S6. It's. Uh, I won't say it's sunny, but it's it's clear skied from Carl Maloney's window. So good yeah, but he's Carl. in the wrong part of S six. Is he? Yeah, S six is a big area, and he's in the bad part. He, he looks down the road from me. <laughs> exactly. And, and where we live in the good part of S six, it's apparently snowing. All right. So maybe it's on its way <laughs> over to you then, Carl. In that case. Yes. But as I always say, it doesn't snow in the pub. So see you after the show. <laughs> We were talking about trucks, and uh, I saw a story just the other day about uh, a truck that uh, it drove in Minnesota uh, and crashed into a petrol station, or a gas station, as they're called in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and then into a, a car, which thankfully had nobody in it. Uh, and when, when the uh, people looked up into the cab, they found it was being driven by a dog. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do you know, it's funny, that, because there was um, there was there's a programme on at the moment, which... the, the Fat Jamie Theakston program. Oh my goodness, <laughs> he's massive, isn't he? He's, Did you see the shirt he had on? Huge. If you haven't seen it, the, the the wardrobe department needs shooting because they put him in this short sleeve blue shirt, and he just looked like a triangle. <laughs> As the further down he went, the bigger he got, didn't he? He'd got proper moves, and then. Oh, the the shirt was just an ill-fitting shirt. It didn't do him any favors, did it? It was it was pretty bad. But what I was, we're not, you know, we're not a fashion show. Um, <laughs> we, what, what the program is about, it's called Dogs Dogs Might Fly or something. And yeah. it's, it, it explores whether or not they can train a dog to fly an aeroplane, which sounds obviously quite far-fetched. But they were, they'd done a few experiments where they were getting dogs to drive cars, obviously modified cars. Right. Um, so, you know, obviously that dog was driving a normal car, so it was slightly disadvantaged. It against. was a truck. It was an actual oh, a, a, semi-trailer a truck. truck. That is scary, isn't it? Yeah. Imagine that coming down the road at you and old lassies at the wheel. Just barking mad, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that's a woof one. Rough, what? woof, rough. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Stretching a bit there. Yes. Yeah. Um, mm. Ain't got any more. <laughs> I think I won that round anyway. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's driverless cars. I mean, have you seen iRobot? Um, they yes. were all driverless cars and... Yeah, they were all. No, it's a terrible film. I enjoyed that film. Oh, I hated it. and AI as well. Terrible film. Uh, that was that wasn't so good. That was Jude Law, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm, yeah, I didn't like that one so much. Uh, what about Blade Runner? Blade oh, Runner was that's all right. an all-time classic. Minority Report, the only Tom Cruise film I actually liked. Really? Mm. I've been having a debate recently with the, um, with a lot of people with with, with a lot of people uh, about films and the film industry. And whether it is creatively bankrupt now, mm. the argument is that 
They're making remakes for the sake of making remakes, and they're terrible. Like, I saw, and it's not a sci-fi, but I saw the taking of Pelham One, Two, Three, yes. with John Travolta, and it's a, uh, and Denzel Washington. It's a terrible, terrible film. <laughs> the original, I mean, don't get me wrong, the original's dated, but yeah. it's a lot better. But yeah, I've, I've been having this this debate, and it's uh, it's come off the back of the new Ghostbusters trailer. Oh, I know your Neil's not very happy with this, is he? No, and and he's one of the people arguing about it. Um, but yeah, their argument is that there's nothing coming out but superhero films and stuff like that. To which my my rebuttal is: over a thousand films came out last year. Mm. You're just not watching the right ones. Yeah, no, that's I agree. But um, did you see Olympus has fallen? Yes, they're cashing in on that by doing London has fallen. And yeah. it's so, the, the, I mean. The original was decent, it was a lot of action in it, but it was so far-fetched, it's untrue. Did you see the interview with uh, Morgan Freeman this week about that? I didn't. Tell me more. Uh, they interviewed Morgan Freeman, and uh, the interviewer asked along the lines of, so what motivated you to take this role? And he just sits there and goes, money. Really? And that's it. At least, <laughs> he's, at least he's honest. Basically, he he's just did it for the money. It's a cash cow for him, and the film is uh, supposedly not very good. Well, it won't be, because it'll just be the same film. Yeah. But in London. Yeah. The first Olympus was fallen wasn't that good, was it? Mm. It's not It's not a classic, by any means. No. 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 Yeah. Mm. Anyway, next uh, next song then, James. It sounded a bit uh, interesting when I did the check earlier. Tell, tell me more about it. This is, uh, as I said, it's a jolly kind of summer song, uh, which is great on this snowy day. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's about beach. It's got beach vibes in it. Uh, it's from House on the Hill, and it's called Away from Home. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Ooh, yeah. very generic one. <laughs> this is the Squeaker ninety three point two FM. Let me go. 
So yeah, House on the Hill. La, 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 Lots of la 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 la, 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 la. Yeah, no, I like that actually. It's sort of Lenny Kravitz meets Jamaica. Yeah, I just, uh, it's, I like it sold itself to me on the basis of the video where ah. um, it opens up with uh, a Formula One car, a Red Bull Formula One car, breaking out of a barn in Texas and just driving across a desert. Mm, interesting. Are they out there on social media? and? Yeah, absolutely. What just, are they called uh, again? House on the Hill. And that song's called Home Away From Home. And where are they? Are they from? Uh, they're London-based, signed to an American label, I believe. Uh, if you, if you, if you, if <laughs> you're you, just Googling it. Yes, <laughs> and if you Google them, you get the IMDB for the 2012 film, House on the, Fi- House on the Hill. Yeah. Uh, you also get Service Desk Software, uh, House on the Hill Service Desk. See, this is, this is where you this is need why, a good name. This is why bands are spelling the names wrong. Yeah. Like WSTRN or The Weekend E, because yeah. when you search them, it actually comes up with the the group that you're looking for. Or churches with a V instead of a U. Ah, oh, see, it annoys me though. <laughs> it does annoy me, but that's how you find them. So if you search for House on the Hill music, um, still doesn't come up with anything. No. Have you got any links then, James, on there? I haven't straight off me. I, I, I saw the video on Vimeo, so you can search vid- Vimeo for that. And uh, I can't remember the label assigned to. What was the song called? It was called Home Away From Home. You've told me three times now. The listeners will be saying, Home Away From Home. I just In that voice? Maybe. Home <laughs> Away From Home. We're only on for another half an hour. I hope I can find it. <laughs> Still can't find it. Hold on a minute. Home away from home, Vimeo, yeah. 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 Right, let me... Right. <laughs> did it li- Ooh, I can see why you were taken away. There, there was also lots of very uh, scantily <laughs> clad ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, so anyway, you can find them if you if you spend a good 15 minutes searching the web. Um, <laughs> so, yes, uh, I like that very much. Anyway, moving on. Um, we've we've talked about the lottery quite a bit of late. Yes, um, but there's another story that's you know quite quite uplifting. A woman has won the lottery. She's well, she's won. You know they've got this new raffle. Hmm. You buy your lucky dip and you get a, a, a raffle number for every lucky dip. Yeah. Um, a woman in Chelms Chelmsford reckons she's she's won after after the shopkeeper where she always buys uh, a lottery tickets from sort of made a mistake. Um, she'd she'd given. The numbers in, but he accidentally printed a euro on his ticket, so he's handed it back and got a, a lottery ticket. And she reckons that's regenerated the, the numbers for her to win, and she's won uh, a million pounds on the raffle. Wow! Yeah. So um, care worker Lynn Groves from Chelmsford um, asked for a usual lucky dip, uh, but was given the wrong one. She get it. She gave it back to the shopkeeper and, and got the right number, uh, the winning number. Sorry, printed on the on the lotto. Uh, and she says she's going to um, she's going to look after her nearest and dearest, but she says she's going to keep her side of the deal and send the shopkeeper on a break to Australia. After oh, that's know, nice. Well, she regularly says, you know, if I win, I'll, I'll pay for your trip to go to Australia. Yeah, yeah. So she's won and she's going to do it. So that's nice. So she won a million quid. Yeah, I saw this week uh, the Powerball lottery in uh, the US. Two oh. two gentlemen from Florida. Uh, uh, both brothers, both won on the lottery, and what they've done is they've staged the uh, the picture of them holding, you know, those big cardboard checks. The big checks, yeah. Yeah. One of the brothers won two hundred and ninety million. The other brother won seven dollars. 
Oh. <laughs> and they still printed him one of those big massive checks for seven dollars. Probably cost more than three and a half quid or whatever the equivalent <laughs> is to, to print it on the big card check thing. Yeah, I did. I did Ridiculous. So, uh, are they going to share it or? I would assume so. He's got look to, after, well, yeah, it's got to not. give him something. Two hundred and ninety million dollars. That's it's uh, a lot of English pounds. Yeah. Um, you, you'd never be able to spend it, would you? I'd give it a good go. <laughs> I'm sure you would. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. you would. Um, yeah, it's a lot of money. But the, there's rules with the US Powerball. You can't get it all at once, can you? Did you get it in installments or something? You can get a lesser value all at once. So that 290 million, they might be able to get like 200 million all at once. Or they'll pay you so many million per year for the rest of your life. We were talking about this before, weren't we? Because I was saying, well, I'd, I'd, I'd just take it in installments. But then you said, well, if they were to go bust or whatever. Yeah, who's to know where that that's going to... Whether the Powerball is still going to be there in 10, 20 years' time. Yeah. Well, the chances are it will, but... You know. Why do they do that, then? Uh, who knows? It's not very know. fair, is it? I don't know. There's a lot of tax things in America, isn't there, where everyone does their own taxes and whatever, so it might be something down to that. Yeah, right. Okay. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We've had a tweet in. Is it from is it is it from Neil by any chance? We've had one from Carl saying it's not snowing in S six with a lovely picture of. Uh, the scene over Essex, and yeah, it doesn't look like it's snowing there. But yes, you're in the you're in the rough part of uh, Hillsborough, there, Carl. Get There's to the no nice wrong with part. that bit of bit of Hillsborough, <laughs> actually. Uh, and we've also don't listen, Carl. Don't we've listen. also had Neil tweet us in. Oh yeah. Uh, he says he's sick of superhero films. They're stupid. They're stupid like worms with saddles on being ridden by wasps. To be fair, I agree. I don't really enjoy superhero films. These Marvel. Films have, have really it taken. It depends off. which one. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the Marvel films, to be fair. Like Iron Man and Avengers. I liked whatever. the original Iron Man. I liked the original Avengers. And then some of them have just been a bit rubbish. Yeah. Like, Again, it's just a cash cow, isn't it? Yeah. It's a series but, of films that popular. they can keep. People are watching it, so it's, it's, bound, it's bound to be. Mm. I'm looking forward to Batman versus Superman. So that, that's straight of mid. That's potentially the best iteration of Batman we'll ever see on screen. Well, I went to see, um, what was the one that did really well? The Dark Knight Rises or something. Yeah. Um, went over my head. Well, did you see Batman Begins in a Dark Knight? No. Well, it's the sequel to those. It's a continuation of just the story. Didn't, just didn't buy into the, uh, I think Tom Hardy was in as uh, Bane. Yeah. Um, no, just thought his voice was really funny and strange. You know, they had to redub his voice, apparently. Because when when they first showed the trailers, people couldn't understand what he was saying. Mm. It just sounded a bit ridiculous. Oh, I had a bit of a just talking about because I, I I thought his voice was high pitched. Um, I had a bit of a, a bit of a toilet disaster during the week. <laughs> let me let me explain. Um, I was in Morrison's at Parkgate. I thought, yeah, I need to use the loo. 
This story's getting better by the second. It's, it's really embarrassing. So I, I went in, into the cubicle, you know, doing, doing what you do. And I heard, I, I heard somebody in the next school, I thought, this guy's got a very high-pitched voice. So I thought nothing. <laughs> yeah, see where it's going. I thought nothing more of it. And then I heard, a, I heard a woman. I'm thinking, what's there a woman doing in the gents? No, no, no. I'd walked into the ladies. Brilliant. Not noticed. So I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Because women take forever in the toilet, by the way. Yeah. They take forever, and they're all like having a chat and whatever. I don't know. And all I could hear was this woman going, oh, don't go in that one, love, that one smells. So then the next person would be like, oh, this one smells a bit, don't go in that one. And I'm thinking, I'm, I know women have got, you know, smaller bladders and they go to the toilet more, but it was just a constant flow of women. And I've been stood there in the cubicle about 10 minutes thinking, right, I'm going to wait until it's quiet so I can sneak out. And, it, you know, I thought I'd hit a sweet spot where it was quiet. No hand dryer, no taps running or anything. Went out, and of course, because um, you can't have your aisles in women's toilets, because, yeah, obviously... Women can't use your annals. Unless they're in the full Monty. Obviously. We'll come on to that in a minute. Um, they were all queuing for the cubicles. So I've come out and there's two women stood there with their arms folded. Brilliant. And I was like, oh, sorry, love. I walked into the wrong one by accident. And she went, well, when you've got to go, you've got to go. <laughs> oh, it was just the whole thing was just so embarrassing. Well, we are near Scotland. So uh, the toilets for the gents are the ones with a picture of a man wearing a kilt. Or, or if, it's, if it's got a word there, because well, of here Scotland, it's it, laddies. It was funny because they, they've just refurbished the cafe and the toilets sort of are behind the cafe. So I thought, oh, they must have done the toilets as well. So I thought, oh, the gents look different. <laughs> didn't register. I didn't even see the, the plaque on the door. Hang on, so you've been to the toilet there before? I've made the same mistake there, actually, but come back out before <laughs> I've got, you know. Yeah. So, bit, bit, bit of an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Could have got, uh... got chucked out for... I don't know. Indecency or whatever. Indecency in Morrison's. You've, you've hit a new low. Rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, toilet disaster. Right, so on to the next song then, James. Moving We've got a very up. 80s vibe for the next song. Uh, this is someone who's got uh, influences like uh, No Prince, Sade, The Cure, Duran Duran, stuff like that. It says Paper Heart and Systematic. Hmm. Systematic. And I don't miss being your man. It's systematic. 
Hate fade outs in songs, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst thing about that song. That's uh, Paper Heart with Systematic, very eighties kind of vibe. Yeah. Carl Maloney has tweeted to say that uh, he also had a toilet disaster in the Lyceum Theatre. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it's not just me. Um, although I don't think mine was <laughs> quite as bad as Carl's. Um, yeah, he says that he blasted out some business at the side of a ninety-year-old that was doing plenty too. Well, I wasn't going to read it out, but... <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for that, <laughs> Carl. Um, so, what else, James, have we got? So, don't you just like that um, fruit, like bananas and oranges, come in their own packaging? Um, well, for me, I'm I'm on the road at work, I mean, you know, my real job. Um, bananas are, Bananas and apples are a lot more... Convenient than oranges because you can't. I, I've got no. Impl- I, I haven't got any fingernails and I've got no imp- no implements to peel the orange. <laughs> it, it it can be quite traumatizing when I just want you know a nice nice piece of fruit and I can't <laughs> get the orange peeled. So I then have to bite into the peel. The peel tastes horrible, so I just can't be doing it. Yeah. Well. Anyway, uh, why you, you should go to Whole Foods in America because they've started selling peeled oranges. Peeled and, oranges. Yeah, and for, for your convenience, they've put them in plastic containers. So you still have to open the plastic container to get to the peeled orange. Okay. Well, it's, a, it's a whole round orange, just with the orange skin taken off it. Why have they done that then? Because they're... Lazy. Utterly stupid. <laughs> and they want to destroy the earth. <laughs> um, well, do you know, for, for someone like me, that'd be quite good. I'd, I'd be quite happy with that. Because uh, nothing worse, and when you, I think I've explained this to you already, but you know when you're trying to, I try, I try and peel the orange with me, my teeth, yeah. and end up piercing one of the segments. So then I get my hands sticky, and then all the cards sticky. Then 
<laughs> so yeah, the peeled orange would be would be perfect. How much how much are they retailing for? It doesn't say, but uh, Whole Foods have apparently apologised for uh, this after it's been brought up on Twitter. Um, oh, oh, hang on, five five dollars ninety nine per pound. Oh, uh, what's a pound? Yeah, but they do come just as an orange. So are they doing them by weight? I don't know. Yeah, um, well, they normally do loose loose fruit by weight, but it's yeah. normally by kilogram. Oh, right. They're in, in plastic tubs. Oh, that looks all right, actually, for the benefit of the radio. Um, it's literally... So it's like um, when you get, like, a tub of olives from the deli counter in Sainsbury's or whatever, yeah. you put it in a, a little little plastic pot. Yeah, that looks yeah. that looks pretty good. But pointless, though. Pointless. <laughs> absolutely pointless. All right for me, but, I th- you know... And destroying the earth with the plastic consumption. Mm, you'd just buy a bag of oranges, wouldn't you? And yeah. not have to... F- but it does it does prevent the issue of when you initially try to get into the orange to peel it and it spurts out into your eye. Yeah, but that might have happened to somebody else when they were peeling the orange. And in, in which case, you've got a perforated orange segment, so you're not getting value for money. <laughs> yes, maybe so. Uh, but yeah, but keep, keep your eyes peeled for those in the UK. Yeah. Woohoo! Whole, Whole Foods replied to the, uh, the post on Twitter. Which, uh, the original post on Twitter was very much what I was saying. It was, if only nature would find a way to cover these oranges so we didn't need to waste so much plastic on them. Mm. And Whole Foods replied and said, definitely our mistake. These have been pulled. We hear you and we will leave them in their natural packaging. The peel. Oh, so they're not doing it anymore? No, they've stopped doing it. Well, that was a pointless story then. Yeah, but but, you know, for somebody like you who's on the road that, uh, that doesn't want to peel their oranges. It's very appealing, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Uh, we've avoided a sticky situation then, in that case, with the uh, plastic pots. Um, you know, I've got an easy workaround with the peeling of the oranges. Don't buy them. Just have a banana. Yeah. Have a banana. Which way do you open your bananas? Where do you peel your bananas? Do you, do you do it from the stem bit, or do you do it from the bottom like a monkey does? How do you do it from the bottom? You know, right at the bottom, you know, like the little flat bit at the bottom? Yeah. Just literally pinch that and it, it automatically peels. It comes open and you just pull down the little... Hold sides. on a minute. I thought that was just cartoons. No. Don't work in real life. Yeah, that's how monkeys eat them. Is it? Yeah. No. Yeah, if you give give a monkey a banana in a, in a zoo, he doesn't doesn't pull at the, the stemmy bit. He just pinches the top and then pulls down the side. I didn't know you could do that. It easily comes away. Really? You'll learn something every day on this show. Well, I think we need to test that, because I don't think that's right. Go and get a banana. I'll wait for you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to test it off, you know, away from the show. Um, well, well, by this time next week, we need to have a banana update. Yeah. Ray has oh, tweeted us in and said, uh, Ray has said, peel your oranges at home and put them in a tup- Tupperware. That's uh, one way of doing it. Well, no, because you don't retain the freshness by doing that, do you? It sort of goes like brown. Or is it apples? That's apples, isn't it? Apples do, yeah. There's no worse than a brown apple. No. <laughs> anyway, let's have some Slow Readers Club. It's one of my favourites. I don't mind. <laughs> this is Don't Mind. It's off their uh, latest album, Cavalcade. And it's the Slow Readers Club on 93.2 FM. I
Slow Readers Club don't mind. I don't mind that, do you? Oh, I like that one very much. It's a very good one. Slow Readers Club have been confirmed as well to be playing the Crystal Stage at Tramlines. Ah, yeah, they're doing the Saturday night. Uh, I don't think the days and times have been announced yet, but uh, I would imagine that they're going to be doing the Saturday night. Also on that lineup so far, there's there's more to be announced at uh, October Drift Run there, who we're seeing with the Slow Readers Club on the 2nd of April. Jackal's Rose, Science, No Hot Ashes, Goose, uh, Kong, Vladimir, Jekyll, Repo Men. Uh, and if you want to see who's coming up on the Tramline's uh, Crystal stage, then all you need to do is have a look at Facebook and just type in the uh, Tramline's 2016 Crystal stage, the event's on there. Of course, when it's announced. Yeah. Yeah, when it's announced. You shall, you shall see. <laughs> you shall see what the lineup is when it's announced. Uh, but yeah, the, the the crystal stage at Tramlines is actually looking more appealing than what the main stage is to me. Yeah, me too, definitely. I, well, I, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of the bands that we've. Um, it's a lot of bands that we've played on the show, isn't it? Yeah. So. Well, I love Catfish and the Bottlemen, and they're obviously headlining the main stage. Uh, we've got <laughs> got Dizzy Rascal. We've got Kalis. All right. Well. um... I'm looking forward to Puppet Rebellion after we played them last week. Yes, yeah. Um, they they may or may not be playing. Yeah. So that that could be good. They may or may not be playing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if they are playing, <laughs> then uh, they're great. They're, they're the ones I told the story about where the uh, drummer had to break out of hospital. Oh, yeah. To, uh, to yeah. get to the gig. Yeah, yeah. Um, we played Fragments last week. If you haven't you haven't heard last week's show, give it give it a listen um, and check Puppet Rebellion out because I like them. We've got a few songs on um, Spotify as well. Yes, yeah, yeah really good. Definitely. definitely. Yeah, so uh, how, how much do you support Sheffield industry, Sheffield shops and things like that? If you have mm. the choice of going somewhere and buying... Uh, something from a Sheffield retailer or just going to a national retailer that happens to be convenient, what would you do? Um, well, I do a lot of online shopping, to be fair. Right. So, I suppose I'm not very good. Yeah, um, well, saying that, though, she- we've got, like, the pork shop, the Berry's Pork Shop, that's yeah, Sheffield. Yeah. That's, that's I love their sandwiches. Good example. So I'd rather go there than sort of, like, I don't know, a, a, a national one. Yeah. So, yeah, a little bit. But if, if you could only spend your money that you had in your hand in a Sheffield shop, would that encourage you to shop shop there more? Uh, well, I suppose I won't have much choice, would I? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. This has plans coming up for uh, Sheffield to introduce its own pound, a Sheffield pound. Really? Yeah, it's very own currency. Uh, and, and basically, you can only set, uh, spend it in Sheffield. And the idea is that it trickles down. So, uh, if you... Spend if you go to Berries pork shop and you buy like a three pound sandwich from Berries with three Sheffield pounds, yeah, then uh, Berries then have to then spend that with a local supplier, so they might get oh. their, their bread from a local supplier and spend their your three Sheffield pounds on the bread from a local supplier who then has to buy his wheat from somewhere to make the bread. And he's got that money which he needs to get rid of, so he has to then spend it with another Sheffield supplier. It's all about driving the economy in Sheffield. Yeah, apparently it's they've done it in Bristol for the last few years, and apparently it's worked really well down there. So it's it's a so it's like a, having a contract between local businesses to source the, the the products from each other. Yeah, pretty much without having a contract. Yeah. 
And, and customers like you and me, just normal everyday people, can change their normal sterling pounds to the Sheffield pound, which is a currency based in... Uh, Oh, that sounds interesting. Well, they were on about having a mayor in Sheffield, weren't they? So that the the funding yeah. we get from the government is more, uh, c- so we can control how we spend it in other ways. Yeah, I think I think that's coming twenty seventeen. I think mm. and we start to get devolutionised or yeah, however it's termed. Yeah, I don't think it's quite that, but yeah. So we'll have we'll have or or the mayor will yeah. have more say on how we spend the money as opposed to the government saying, right, you can spend this on this and so so on and so forth. So I, I think we should ignore the uh, the in-out EU referendum and just do our own referen- referendum to uh, split the People's Republic of South Yorkshire from the rest <laughs> of the UK. It's, in- it's an interesting concept. So it's worked in uh, Thingy, Bristol. In Bristol, yeah, and there's a few other places done it. And apparently it's uh, really popular in Germany. A lot of German towns have their own currency. Oh, how interesting. And, and that's where Bristol got it from. They've done it. And their their little cottage industries are, are booming now. So how do we decide whether we want it or not then? Uh, well, they're currently doing a study into it. And if you have a look on Twitter, at Sheffield Pound, uh, they can point you in the direction of all the things that they're doing. Mm. Interesting. It's just something I saw this week and thought that is rather interesting. It is actually, yeah. Check that out. I think and we'll, we'll, we'll follow that one and then see what happens. It's always good to uh, support local Sheffield industries and business. Absolutely. I agree. I agree very much. Right, uh, just time for one more song before we go then. It's a Sheffield two-piece uh, by the name of Bad Tonight. We played them last week. And uh, what's this one called, James? This one's called Grey.
Bad to Not with Grey, and apparently in parenthesis they put the clean version. So yeah. I wonder what the uh, sweary version is. Well, well, I know what you mean. Do you mean I wonder where the swears would have been? Yes. Yeah. 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 Don't know. Um, yeah. Two piece from Sheffield, as I said before. Um, they're on Facebook as well, so you can check them out. So they'll be yeah. they'll be recording some new stuff sooner, I I think. Yeah. So yeah. Um, more or less time. Well, not quite yet, but we we'll, we'll be leaving at three. Uh, DJ skis up next with platinum plates. Just got here. Just got to say as well that as as Mrs. Kathy made the best patties I've ever had. And James I, took. I I've had them before, but not. Have you not? Yeah. Well, you have. I have. I have had them before, but. Uh, he, James. I, I took them all. Took them all. I only had one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I took took them all, and that was my lunch on on Monday. That was a big lunch. And I, I really enjoyed it. Well, look at size of it. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I am quite large. Yeah. Oh, that was really nice. Exactly. You don't get my size by looking at food. <laughs> No, I suppose not. I'm so a seafood diet. Yeah, seafood and I eat it. Yeah. Very good. What have you got planned for the week then, James? Um, God. Uh, Lots of things that are too secret to tell the yeah. listeners. I don't know. We, we might. I might be watching some announcements come out for the Crystal stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder what they could be. Uh, we, do you know, the good, the, the good thing about this show is we know how to keep a secret. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. Um, we love announcements, yes. so keep keep a, keep an ear to the ground. Uh, you know, you never know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, have a good week, guys. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday. If you've missed us, we we will be on the podcasting on iTunes and Acast from probably tomorrow afternoon-ish. Yeah. So have a good week, and we will see you. Well, we'll be back next Sunday. Yeah, bye, goodbye, everyone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.